Well, good morning again, everybody. And excited to bring this word to you today. So thankful for our worship team and the sound team and video team and everybody that's helping us. And uh, we're having church. It's a little different, but the presence of God is still with us. And uh, hey, I got my own uh, app today. And um, so since I don't have a crowd to amen me, so check this out. Amen. 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 No, y'all, that's just Nick. <laughs> but talking about <laughs> an app, I am excited. We have our own Move Church app. And if you will download the announcement uh, sheet, it has instruction, instructions there on how to download it for yourself. I'm going to try to get it on the camera. See the Move Church app? It is right there. Doesn't that look cool? And all kind of things there. From there, you'll be able to listen to messages, take notes, give. Uh, also get um, announcements if you'll uh, make sure to turn on the notifications. So it's a lot of stuff. I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy it. Thank Nick for that. Okay, so we're. this is the end of the series on prayers that reach heaven. But I, I want to take just a moment to tell you about the next series. And I really am excited about it. I've, I've been watching and been uh, seeing on Facebook. People are talking about the end times. And God put this on my heart. Uh, it's a series title, Flight 417. And we're going to be looking at the rapture and the events that will follow. Uh, so I want to give you just a little bit of a preview video for this uh, series. So check this out. Eyewitness accounts from around the world report that, at approximately 5.50pm Greenwich Mean Time, individuals from every country, including many children, were taken up into the sky. The exact cause of this phenomenon is still unclear, and political leaders have joined with experts in the fields of science and technology in a bid to identify the cause of the disappearances, the disappearances, the disappearances, the disappearances, the disappearances, the disappearances, the disappearances. Okay, so this is going to be evangelistic messages uh, beginning next week. So if you feel comfortable, only if you feel comfortable, it would be a great time to invite some family over to your house, maybe some friends over to your, your house, and so they can watch this with you, and uh, God can use you to be a part in leading them to Him. And I'm telling you folks, I believe He's getting ready to come. So let me read our series text for today, Prayers That Reach Heaven, The Last Message, Part 5. And it's 1 John 5, 14 through 15, and I, you may even have this memorized. It says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And we know that if He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we will have what we've asked of Him. And God is hearing your prayers, and He is moving. Whether you see it at this moment or not, you have to understand He is moving. Uh, when you pray in faith, do you believe that? You should. Now, it would be impossible, I think, and I, I even believe it would be almost wrong for me to close out this series without teaching you about today's prayer, uh, the prayer that definitely, you know, as 
as we say in the, the South, show enough reaches heaven. And the key text is Ephesians 6, 18. It says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. So our title is pray, Praying in the Spirit. And let us pray. Father, thank you today for every person that's able to watch online, live now, or that will watch it later on. Thank you, Lord, you're moving in this land. You have a plan, God, uh, and I believe you're doing it. You're achieving it, and you're going to use us in ways that we never thought. Lord, today, would you get us ready to receive from you? Church, would you pray this with me? Lord, speak to my heart. Lord, change my life. And I'm going to do my best to live for you. I just have that in. That's usually part of our commitment prayer, but that, that sounded real good. That must have been from the Spirit. Hey, let me give you a little joke first before we jump in. A grandmother was visiting with her family, and it came time for the grandson to be put the bed, to bed. So the grandmother joined her daughter and the grandson as they knelt, uh, knelt down to pray by his bed. And the grandson whispered his prayer, Lord, please bless Mommy and Daddy and Grandma. Then he yelled, and please give me a new bike. Amen. <laughs> the mother said to the son, uh, you don't have to yell to God. He's not deaf. He replied, I know, Mommy, but Grandma is. <laughs> he knew who to ask, didn't he? The most powerful prayer that you and I can pray is a prayer in the Spirit or praying in the Spirit. So what is that? Praying in the Spirit is when the Spirit of God actually prays through you. Now, I, I, I get it. For, for some of us, that may sound very weird, um, but it doesn't change the fact that it's the truth. There's a lot of things in the Spirit that you can't understand with your natural mind. Be very careful not to let human reasoning keep you from spiritual matters some spiritual matters that are so powerful that can change your life. And it takes spirit to discern spiritual things. So don't, just because you can't understand it with your mind, don't step away from it. If it's, if it's from God, receive it. And praying in the Spirit is from God, and we're going to look at that. And so praying in the Spirit comes from being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we'll look a little bit more at that, of, of, at that in just a moment. Paul referred to uh, the, this prayer in three different ways that I found. The first one is, uh, as, as we see in our key text, praying in the Spirit. Ephesians 6.18, he said, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And, uh, and Another place, he referred to it as praying in tongues. 1 Corinthians 14.14 14 says, he said, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. My mind doesn't understand what I'm praying about, but my spirit does, he's saying. And he also said this in 1 Corinthians 14, 39. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. Another place, another reference we find in 1 Corinthians 13, 1, where Paul referred to it as the tongue of angels, the tongues of angels. Because he said, therefore, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. 
So this morning, I do want to teach you the importance of praying in the Spirit. also want to show you some ways, effective ways, that, that Satan has kept Christians from this great blessing. And I will uh, show you in Scripture how you can receive your own prayer language from the Spirit. Let me talk to you first about the benefits of praying in the Spirit. Now, I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures that you can reference and go back and look at for your own biblical proof, okay? But the first benefit is it's a direct connection to God, a direct connection to God. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, Paul, again, talking about praying in the Spirit, he said, For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. That's the capital S there for the Holy Spirit. They utter mysteries. So when you pray in the Spirit, you're not praying to others. You're not praying so others can understand you. The Spirit of God actually is praying on your behalf to God. Now, isn't, isn't that amazing? It's like God on speed dial. And God answers because it's His Spirit that's praying. So I know when I pray in the Spirit, I know God hears me because I'm praying directly to Him from His Spirit. Uh, another benefit is this. It allows you to pray exactly what you need. When you pray in the Spirit, you can trust that the Spirit of God is praying on your behalf exactly what you need. You know, many times, we, well, most, a lot of the time, we don't know what we need. We just know we need God to do something, and we don't know how that looks or, or, or you know, what it, what should happen, all the steps that it takes. But when you pray in the Spirit, you can trust that the Spirit of God is praying exactly what you need. And we see that in Scripture, Romans eight twenty six. In certain ways, we are weak, but the Spirit is there to help us. Ain't you glad for that? For example, it says, when we don't know what to pray for, the Spirit prays for us in ways that we cannot put into words. So the Spirit of God knows what you need better than you do. And when you pray in the Spirit, you're praying God's will. And when you pray God's will, you can trust that you're going to get some results. Another benefit, benefit number three, it strengthens you spiritually. 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says this, so a person speaking in tongues helps himself grow spiritually. And Acts 1.8, Jesus himself said this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So when you pray in the Spirit, not only are you praying with more power, you're also receiving more power to live an effective life for Christ. When I pray in the Spirit, my spirit man gets recharged. Uh, sort of the way I, I see it. It's like a wrestling match that where my spirit man is doing his best to fight the attacks of the enemy and my own flesh. And it's like in this wrestling match, my spirit man tags the Holy Spirit and he steps into the ring. And when he steps in the ring to take over, you can tell the difference. Uh, <laughs> that's just the way I understand it, the way I look at it. Benefit number four, so important. Look at this. It is a way to pray for others. The scripture says in 8.27, Romans 8.27, who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit. Again, that's capital S for the Holy Spirit. 
because the Spirit, capital S, for the Holy Spirit, intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So when you pray in the Spirit, many times it's an intercessory prayer for someone else. I read a story about a uh, Spirit-filled preacher who had another preacher who, who had not experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He had him over to his church for some special meetings, and, and there was a prayer meeting happening before, prayer time happening before this meeting, and this, um, this guest preacher uh, and, and this home pastor walked by the prayer meeting, and they could hear the men in there praying. And he heard one of the men praying in tongues. So this guest preacher, unfamiliar with that, happened to stop in the hallway to listen. And the home preacher reminded the guest preacher that it was about time for the meeting to start and that they should go ahead and make their way. And, and the guest preacher was not moving. He said, shh. And he just stood there and listened. And as the story goes, he stood there for about 30 minutes. And when the man in the prayer meeting stopped praying in tongues, uh, the guest preacher asked the home preacher, hey, uh, who is that man and what languages does he know? And the home preacher said, well, that's just a man that attends our church. And as far as I know, he's an un uneducated man and he, he only knows English. And the guest preacher who uh, knew Hebrew well said that the man that he heard praying just prayed beautiful praises to God in perfect Hebrew. And then the guest preacher said, and then he did something else even more astonishing. He said, in Hebrew, the man began calling angels by name and sent them on assignment to help those in need. Man, that just gives you goosebumps, don't it? And that can happen when you and I pray, because again, it's not us praying, it's the Holy Spirit praying through us God's will. What a privilege it is for the Holy Spirit to use us to intercede for someone else. So when you pray in the Spirit, you may not, you will not most likely know what you're praying, but you can know that something is getting done because it is God talking to, uh, to God, <laughs> the Spirit of God talking to God. And usually it's on your behalf or the, on behalf of others. So you can see with all these benefits, it is not a surprise that Satan wants to keep you from receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He wants to keep you from being able to pray in the Spirit. And he will battle you. Uh, he will do his best to confuse you. You know, he don't. He'll try to talk you out of it. We're going to look at some of the, 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 the excuses that he uses or the lies that he gives you. He don't mind you cussing. He don't mind you gossiping. He don't mind you being negative. But don't you think about being filled with the Spirit and praying in the Holy Ghost. That He does not want that for the reasons that I just stated. So let me tell you some of the ways that he will battle you. When it comes to being baptized in the Holy Spirit and receiving your own prayer language, uh, Satan will try to convince you that, number one, it is not from God. His first step, I think, is to try to convince you that this is not from God. And, and if you are questioning 
if speaking in tongues is from God or not, ask these two questions. First of all, is it scriptural? And we've already seen scriptures, and I'll give you some more, so yes, it is. And is it fruitful? Is it fruitful? Does it make a difference? And if you know of someone that proclaims to be spirit-filled, you should see a difference in the way they live their life. If there is no evidence of a changed life, no one's perfect now, I'm not talking about that, but if there's no evidence of the Holy Spirit working powerfully in their lives, if, if you don't see a difference, uh, I would question what spirit it is because he comes and he gives you power, Jesus says, to live more effectively for God to be a witness for him. So first of all, Satan will say it's not from God. And if he cannot convince you of that, he'll try this. It's not for today. And that's a big one that he uses. Many Christians have bought into this lie from the enemy that the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they will say it sort of like this, that it was just for the disciples, the early church. And that's really not scriptural. Acts 2.17, it says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit, again, the Holy Spirit, on all people. Your sons and daughters were prophesied. Your young man will see visions, and your old man will dream dreams. God is still baptizing people with his Holy Spirit today. And I believe it's going to happen to, to many today. So if Satan cannot convince you that it's not from God, and if he cannot convince you that it's not for today, he'll try this. Well, it's not for you. And Jesus says otherwise. Listen to what Jesus himself said in Mark 16, verse 17. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. That's what Jesus said. So is it from God? Yes, it's scriptural. Many, many scriptures, and I encourage you to read them. Go study them. Is it for today? Yes, we are in the last of the last days. And is it for you? Yes, it is for you. But you must receive it. Jesus talked about the baptism before he was taken up into heaven. He was crucified and resurrected, and he met with his disciples for a period of about 40 days. And he taught them right before he ascended into heaven about this gift of the baptism. And he said in Acts 1, 4 through 5, he said, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So let me give you three closing thoughts before we pray this morning. Uh, from this passage, we see, first of all, number one, it is vital. Jesus commanded his disciples to wait for the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, earlier on in those 40 days, Jesus had already commanded them to go into all the world and, and make disciples. So he had already given them the what. This is what I want you to do. Go into all the world to make disciples. But his last thing that he told them, even though he had given them the what, he then told them the how, gave them the how. How? 
wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The job is too big for you to do, guys. I've already told you what I'm going to have you to do. This is your purpose, but you got to have some help. So you wait. And they did receive in Acts chapter 2, and he wants you to receive the power. He said, wait until you have been clothed with power from on high. And he wants the same for you. I believe we need, it is, it is vital for us to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit to accomplish all that God wants us to do today in this land. And, and don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about it being necessary for salvation. That comes by grace through faith and that alone. So don't confuse that. But we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit so we can have all the power of God operating in our lives so we can do what God has called us to do. History says during the Azusa Street Revival um, in the early 1900s, um, it records many people getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then after that, something remarkable happened. It, it said many people felt the urge to reach the world with the gospel of Christ. And they would set out to countries, Africa, continent of Africa, other places, and they would take their belongings and put it in a coffin. And they would ship out on this mission. And, and the thought that they had is, I'm here to give my life completely and totally to this work of the Lord, not considering myself. I want to do what God has called me to do. And, and look, whether God's calling you to full-time missions or not, I don't know. But don't we need more of that attitude that God is not about me? I want to accomplish all that I can accomplish for you in my life while I'm on this earth. And we need God's power to help us to do that and to give us that want to. So let me give you another thought from that passage. Uh, Jesus said it is a promise. He said it was a gift promised by God. The promise does not have an expiration date. It does not have a limit on availability. On the day of Pentecost, Peter and the other 119 disciples had just received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And Peter stood up and proclaimed this in his first gospel message. He said, he closed it out with this, Acts 2, 38 and 39. Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. That's salvation, okay? That is a gift also. It is received by faith. It's forgiveness of your sins. But look what else he said. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. The call is for salvation, yes. But it is also, with salvation comes this promise of the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's for you. It's for your children and for those generations to come after us if the Lord should tarry. And then the third thing from that um, passage that I want to mention, uh, Jesus said it's a gift. And, it, and so I want to add, it's a gift to be received. Today, if you have received 
salvation already. There's a gift from God still waiting on you, and it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Today, you can receive the baptism with all the other benefits of having the Holy Spirit in your life, moving in your life, powerful in your life, and you can receive your very own prayer language where the Holy Spirit can pray through you. Now, don't wait, hear me, don't wait until you can understand this until you receive it. <clears throat> it is beyond your understanding. That's the reason why it's supernatural. Again, I, I don't understand when I pray in the Spirit, I don't understand what I'm praying. Now, sometimes I have a feeling that I'm praying for somebody else. <clears throat> sometimes I have a feeling that I'm praying for myself. So I have those feelings, but I don't know what's being said. And I don't have to because I can tell something is happening. I can feel it in my spirit. Something is happening when I pray in the spirit. So is it scriptural? Yes. Is it given by God? We've seen that in scriptures. Yes. <clears throat> Jesus himself said it will give you more power to live for him. So the question with all of this evidence, this is the real question. Why would you not want it? Why would you not want to experience this power from God? Now, let me pray the first prayer, which is the most important. It's the salvation prayer, okay? And if you're not living for God, if you don't have a relationship with God, if you have sin in your life that you know God is not pleased with, let's pray this prayer together, church. And the way we do it at Move Church, we pray it out loud. And if you're in a place where you can, if you're at your home, uh, let's pray this out loud. If you're in a restaurant watching this later on, you don't have to pray this out. I guess you won't be in a restaurant, will you? <laughs> I guess wherever you may be that you can't pray it out loud, pray it from your heart, okay? But let's pray it together, church. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Would you forgive me for all my sins? Would you come into my life? Change me. And I'm going to do my best to live for you. In Jesus' name. Friend, if you prayed that prayer from your heart, your sins are forgiven, and you can have a relationship with God. You, you have to make Him Savior and Lord. And that's the requirement to get to heaven, okay? So if you just prayed that prayer from your heart and you desire a relationship with God and you pursue Him, you are saved. You're on your way to heaven. But again, let me tell you about, uh, I've already told you about this gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want to pray that prayer with you. And if you, are, if you want to receive that gift, I'm going to pray. And I want you at the end of this prayer, just say, yes, Lord, I want your baptism okay i want you just to agree with me in prayer now let me tell you what's going to happen you're going to feel a stirring on the inside of your spirit i believe you some people don't feel anything but they know god is doing something I, again we can't explain it but a lot of people feel this stirring on the inside and you may even have your uh, mouth quiver a little bit and god is not going to move 
your mouth or your tongue for you. But when you start sensing those things, uh, the best way I can explain it is you may even hear a syllable or two, not with your natural ears, but in your spirit. And you'll just have this urgency to speak out. But that's your prayer language coming. And when you receive the gift, the prayer language is there with it. You can, you can pray in the spirit, okay? And it's not going to make sense to you. It's going to sound like a, a, a gibberish. But I'm telling you, the more you use it, the more it will develop. And you'll sense the difference, okay? So again, if you're ready to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to pray for you at the end to say, Lord, I receive. Don't say anything else in English at that moment. Wait for that gift to be stirred up in you, okay? And you speak it out in faith. Pastor, what if I, what if I miss God? <laughs> Look, God sees your heart. And you ain't going to miss God in this. You speak it out in faith and watch what happens. You're going to tell something happened. I'm going to pray it for you, okay? If you're ready, just would you just lift up your hand? Father God, I thank you, Lord, for your baptism. I'm so thankful, Lord, that you sent your Holy Spirit to baptize us. Father, it's something that you have promised. It's a gift that you've given. We receive it. We want the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, Lord, you see everyone with their hands raised, their hearts positioned. They have faith to believe you for it. It's a gift you've already given Help them receive right now in Jesus' name. Now just say, Lord, I, I want the baptism. Say that. I want the baptism. And just wait a minute. Yes, Lord God. Thank you, God. Now I'm going to pray in the Spirit myself. You don't say what I say, but just to let you know what it may sound like. Mora basota bahia basota bahia basai. Mora basota bahia basia baki. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You say, well, Pastor, my prayer didn't sound nothing like that. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, where you start where you're at, you use what you got, and you'll see that gift grow. I'm telling you. And you're going to sense it. You're going to sense something happening. Your prayer life is fixing to go to a whole nother level. I'm telling you, you're going to sense that difference. Hey, love every one of you guys. I'm telling you, we sure miss every one of your faces. I think about so many of you throughout the week. We're praying that God not only brings you through this time, hear me, but God brings us through blessed at the same time. We're going to be back together before you know it, and I'm telling you, it's going to be wonderful, and we're going to I started to say we're going to pick up where we left off. No, God has been working all this time. And we're, I think when we get together, we're going to see the fruit of what he's been doing. And uh, look, be encouraged. God loves you. Go in peace.